Well, now we're actually recording, and no one will know <laughs> the litany of problems. Litany, litany, lit, litany, 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 litany. litany. You know. The litany of issues uh, that I was having, not only with the English language, uh, but with the internet and microphone and lights and cameras. But we're finally to the action part of all of that. Yes. So we're. I have pliers on my desk to fix said problems. <laughs> That's that's the level that we were at, man. Uh, I I uh, annoying. I, you know, I actually bought some pliers today. I bought I bought a okay. new pair of pliers today because I had to go to Home Depot to. Uh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. doing some. Uh, I'm building a set. That's my big project this week. I'm building a full oh. set at, at at our studio oh. for a uh, podcast for Bud Light. Oh, and is it our podcast? It's not. Are we I mean, being sponsored by Blood Blood Bloodlight? Bloodlight. It's, it's Bloodlight. It's every Transylvanian's favorite beverage. Um, Low fat plasma. <laughs> no, um, man. Uh, uh, when we told Bud Light we would do League of Legends stuff with them at Team Liquid, we said. And by we, I don't mean me. I mean someone else I won't throw under the bus was like, oh, yeah, we can, like, you know, do some podcasts for you. People will love that, right? And uh, mm. then that quickly became into, hey, Joe, we have to make a bunch of League of Legends podcasts for Bud Light. Uh, it has to happen on their channel. We got to build a set. We don't have a host. We don't know who's actually going to do it. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, that's a little peek behind the curtain of, of you know, sometimes what, what the day-to-day is like of, 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 of fun production problems. Uh, but the thing that is easiest for me to solve is to just build a set um, because I'm, I figured that I'm just going to get some uh, fake brick walls, hang them up, make, make some man cavey vibes, like, like an underground basement bar. Maybe get, get some, get some bar neon, get some tapper handles. And uh, that's, mm-hmm, that's what my mm-hmm. week is. But I, I went to, uh, I went to Home Depot today and I did something that uh, I haven't done in, in, in a very, very, very long time. And uh, I took a nap in my car. Uh huh. When's the last time yeah, you slept yeah. in your car? High school. High school, like before class or like after, like during lunch or like when would you, when did you sleep in your car? And in... mm, uh, I I had um, sometimes tennis practice wouldn't start right away uh, after school, so sometimes I would take a nap if my friends weren't hanging around. Uh, what else? I don't know. I I didn't really like. Uh, I skipped class a lot, but uh, I didn't like go out on lunch to my to my car and sleep or anything. No. Okay. Man, I I forgot that I forgot that you played tennis. We really have to get, we have we really have to do that one day. No. <laughs> yeah, I I played tennis uh, just last week with uh, Charlie. It did not uh, go so well. Something in my ankle uh, started falling apart, and I called it quits before. It it got too bad. Has it sense? You gotta listen better? to your body. If your body says no, this is hurting. You need to stop this. You need to listen. Don't don't be an idiot and just power through. Uh, that's how you get yourself serious serious uh, injuries. Which um, Americans especially should listen to me because uh, healthcare is not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you're, so you're you're telling me. Um... I I slept 
in my car because I didn't feel great. And I'm like, oh, I feel like I got like a mm-hmm. bad headache. Maybe I'll just like recline my seat back. And, and before you know it, like it was 40 minutes later and I was waking up in a daze. And there was a there was a a a, a small uh, child who was probably about six looking in my car window that I woke up to, and mind you, I wasn't like parked like in the middle of a bunch of cars. Like I intentionally parked like at the back of the lot where where no one in theory would bother me, so I can just you know rest for a second because I was I like I took some Advil and I was just gonna wait this headache out for like 10, 15 minutes, close my eyes, but then bam, nap happened. Felt kind of good, but um. That that child, I, I thought I woke up in some kind of a horror movie because I was so confused between sleeping in my car and 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 if this and if this little girl was going to murder me or not. <laughs> Meanwhile, she was wondering what that homeless person was doing. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> is is he dead, mommy? Is everything okay? I I forgot to tell you when I saw you the other day. Uh, I know you're complaining about the long hair, but I think it's gotten to the point that uh, it it you're really rocking the long hair. Just want to let you know. We if you choose to keep it. I support it. We can't talk like any time that I think about or or talk about hair. All I can think about is is that I'm pretty sure that I'm actively balding. And I think like like I, I I feel like I'm being baited into this conversation almost. Thank you. I should just say was, thank no, you. Not at all. For 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 for, for the compliment. Um, I, I I I know that it's a thing, and I know that it's not my hairline, and I know that it's actually just the crown of my head, and I know that it's thinner than it used to be. I know for a fact that it's thinner than it used to be. And now I've mm-hmm. spent the last like three weeks like intensely looking at other people's hair to see what their hair looks like or the amount of reddit and like internet searches that i've been on to like to like do research information about it like it has more than anything else consumed my life in the last month is that why you're growing out your hair joey no like the the last the last ride Everyone get the hair as long as possible while you still have it. There's, there, there's a couple things going on here. Uh, so, so some people, some people say uh, that generally mm-hmm. your hair does look thinner when it grows longer. If your hair is already thin, because it naturally pulls apart more and it parts easier, sure. and you don't really do okay. anything with it, so that's contributing to it. Also, when your hair has never been trained to like be long at all and hold weight, generally you also lose a little bit more because it you, your hair is just not not used to it. Your head's not used to it. I'm, I'm not like a, like a trained long hair person. This is new. Add on mm-hmm. top of that that I do have like my my grandfather is bald. My dad has a full head of hair. Everyone else in my family I think is relatively okay, but my mom does have pretty thin hair, especially for a woman. My sister's a cosmetologist. She does hair. And I'm like, Tori, my hair is thin. She's like, yeah, no, it's thinner than when I used to cut it. I'm like, fuck! (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) Fuck! Um, Uh I know the last time I had blood work done, I have have a vitamin D deficiency. So I was told. That's also related to, to, to hair thinning. So, so I actually, I, I, I am now, I'm now taking vitamin D capsules. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I'm already low on them, and I was ignoring it until now, until I realized it might have an actual side effect. Um, I I have I have consulted with an online doctor 
to to talk about the 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 pros and cons. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Reverse that. An online doctor is not a phrase you should be doing. I'm presuming you mean you met your doctor or had a meeting with him online. Not I talked to an online doctor. No, <laughs> I talked to a professional from red.com slash r slash doctor. So I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> no, um, I, I, I had a, a conversation with a, with a licensed California physician, um, about, and, and sent some pictures, uh, and talked about like, Hey, would I be a good, a good candidate for whatever? I forget the name of the pill that, that people take now, uh, to, to help prevent hair loss. Um, I know Rich is doing it. Oh yeah, Rich was very shameless about that. He said, uh, "He said I am hundred percent. I'm gonna do whatever it takes. I to think get my hair back. I'm in the exact same boat as Rich right now. And I think that uh, uh, Nutrafol. Yeah, I just some, put in hair loss pill. It starts with like a B. Uh, it, like the generic name. I'm. I. I should. I should do research. I should know this. But like. I, I I was talking about like like Rogaine, Minoxyl. I, I was talking about whatever that pill is, which like is, is supposed to stop stuff and and just like getting professional opinions about it. But so the thing about Rogaine, DHT blocker. Yes, it, it, it's a DHT blocker. Okay. That that that's what the pill is. So so the thing okay. the, the thing with the pill is that um, the way that my hair looks, I I might be actually a very good candidate for it if if I am experiencing uh, hair thing and hair loss. They the that that's that's what I that's the recommendation I got. But the thing is, is that if you start taking it, you take it forever. Like I really I would be committing to basically doing that for as long as I want to keep my hair, which could like literally forever, and. One of the only uh, real side effects that's documented for it, some good old-fashioned ED. <laughs> I mean, that's not the only side effects. You want me to go through the list that I'm seeing here? No, no, it's fine. Uh, what about, uh, besides just normal ED, uh, what about ejaculating too early or taking too long? Uh, excess fat development and tenderness around the breast area. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I already got solid B-cups. Uh, darkening and thickening of facial and upper body hair. So it'll get your, your hair up top, but then, you know, it'll start spreading downwards as well. Maybe I can finally get a real goatee. Yeah. Yeah. You might be able to grow a, a, a real thick beard. I wonder if it keeps going, like, down your body. Like, how far down does it keep going? Because it only says upper body. Should ask Rich. Um... <laughs> Like you just start getting the thickest pubes. It's really coarse. It's like, hey, I'm really sorry about that. It's uh, you know, sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, to, to take a weed whacker. God, um, <laughs> quite literally trim the bushes out there. <laughs> you got you got to take it forever. That's the thing. Uh, pain in the testicles is another one. <laughs> just... Unrelated, I, I, I rolled over in bed on my testicles last night with one of my legs, and I almost Classic. instantly vomited. Like, I, I, I vomited in my mouth a little bit because I was in so much pain. Um, haven't done that in a while. Also, 
This podcast is immediately working blue. Um, <laughs> I don't want to take uh, the I, got, I got another random thing to throw in here because um, I'm looking at it right now and I, I want to make sure I don't forget. What the fuck was that song you sent me? What? That was the most heinous, awful sounding fucking song I've ever heard in my life. If you want to listen to it, Google Phoenix Chicken, Happy Chicken. You'll probably follow it. It's only got 7,000 views. I thought it was really It's got the most awful kazoo. What the fuck is this? It's actually a remixed version of a YouTube royalty free song. Um that I that I was I was trying to use in an edit I was doing because I because I remember using that song before and I thought it was really funny and I spent I mean, almost yeah. an hour trying to find it so <laughs> anyone should look that up you can play it underneath the I should just play it underneath this part right here so everyone can suffer through it yes please do actually because you know <laughs> people need to hear this awful sound um <laughs> dude I don't want to take the pill forever. I don't want to take the pill forever. And mm. and and okay. uh, do you know Rogaine, which I also in theory could be a good candidate, like a really good candidate for because of the, because of the way my hair looks right now. Okay. Um, when you take Rogaine, you actually lose a bunch of hair before hair grows back in because like it does does some shedding. So it, it's a it's good. a get worse before it gets better situation. Mm. So I like neither of these options. Yeah, neither one sounds great. You could do it cosmetically. I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and ride it out for as long as possible. I'm gonna see if I can make it to October because I'm gonna keep the hair long until about September. Cut it. My sister's wedding is in October, which I just had mm. to go fit. I had to go get fitted for a suit yesterday, which seems wild to me that you're supposed to get fitted seven months out because God fucking knows that my body's not going to be the same in seven months to wear that goddamn suit. Who thought that was a good idea? Seven months. That really is excessive. My goal is to lose 20 more pounds in the next seven months. So what did you tell them? Did you tell them you're like, I'm planning on losing some weight? Yeah, I did. And they're like, well, you know, uh, belts. And I'm like, what? They, 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 my, my pant size for, for anyone who's curious, because I guess this podcast is just in, in, intensely personal about me now. Uh, my, my pant size is a, a, uh, 36 right okay. now. I used to wear, and I really don't like that a lot of my pants are tights. My, my preferred like jean size when I'm buying Levi's are, are 35 thirties because I'm, I'm round and I'm short. <laughs> So, mm-hmm, so thir- mm-hmm. thirty-five thirties is the preferred size. The thirty-five thirties are a little uncomfortable right now. So, so like thirty-six is where I'm at. And and the dude was like, "Ah, dude, with these pants that you're getting, you should definitely get a thirty-seven slim fit because like you're you're gonna want it to look like good and, and like like a, like around your ankles." And I'm like, "Can you put in like a like a thirty-five? <laughs> Can you put in like a thirty-four? And he's like, you know, a lot of people say they're going to lose weight before the wedding. And I'm like, no, no, I'm already like, I'm, I'm doing a good job right now. And I, and I got seven, I got a real goal. Like, this is going to be fine for me. Um, How much are you down now? Uh, I'm, I'm down from 221 to 212. 
Nice. I don't know how much of that well has just done. been like water or shit, but it's been it's been about I started in like February, like the first second week of February. So I'm already like a That's month good. in. That's good. Your skin looks uh cleaner. I also showered. I showered for you. <laughs> I bet you're, you're cleared up. It's all having an effect. Good things are happening. Yes. I'm, I want to be skinny for the wedding, or at least relatively mm-hmm. skinny, so that I can take uh, good pictures for dating profiles, so that eventually I can find a wife before I lose all of my hair and my beard goes gray. Yeah, yeah. Good call. Good call. The um, I, I actually just had to give pictures to somebody. And let me just say, hidden benefit of uh, being talent one of those side effects you don't think about. I have tons of pictures of myself. They're probably good. They're all professionally done. And I mean, all the ones that I have do look good because I have so many options. Every tournament organizer usually takes some sort of pictures. And so if I see something I really like, then I'll just, you know, transfer it over to my Google Drive. And so I've got a whole entire folder of just pictures of, of good professional pictures of me. It's great. Never have to worry about that. Yeah, I definitely get some of that too. Like, you know, you you set up for a photo shoot with someone, but then you, you kind of stand in to make sure oh, the lights yeah, work. Yeah. And you're like, ah, yes, time to pose. Yes. Did I ever tell you I used to work as an assistant to a photographer? I don't think so. He was a very famous photographer. He actually had um, I he moved to Washington to get away from California because uh, he no longer to, wanted to work in Hollywood uh, and wanted to focus more on um, focus a bit more on portrait photography um, than what he was doing before, which he worked on like Star Trek and stuff. Um, yeah, he was the uh, lighting director, I think, for like the original Star Trek series. Uh, something like That's that. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, he was he was telling me how the you know, he was telling me exactly how they do the the lighting effect when the old Star Trek when whenever they zoom on in on Captain Kirk, you know, and he would do the, his fucking stare off monologue thing. He would tell me how they did the lighting, and it, it was basically a rectangle right shot on the eyes uh to to really highlight and give this intense feeling. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. He's got like this portrait of Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, that he took that that is crazy because it it's Ozzy Osbourne without any like this is Ozzy Osbourne you know post eating the bat post you know all the alcohol and all the drugs with like very little makeup and in very little like he's not trying to set up it's actually him like in between shots and he just it, you could just tell like life has had a toll on that man and he's got this like thousand yard stare just looking at it's the one of the coolest pictures i've ever seen it's really awesome dude that that is really but, yeah. odd what, what, yeah what, what's something you, you you picked up working as a photographer assistant uh well I, at one point in time i actually did want to uh become a photographer um so i Learned of this guy, and I applied to be his assistant. He picked me up. Um, I learned a lot of little things about photography, um, but I never ended up pursuing photography uh, past that job because then I ended up joining the military, and then you know my whole life went a different path. But uh, yeah, experience was pretty fun. Huh, that's wild. So that's the ultra alternate universe uh, cap is some like award winning photographer. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Yeah, 
And I could be doing essentially the same thing, which is traveling around the world. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was the job that I had before I went to Lowe's. Which you should have gone to Lowe's. Lowe's is the nicer store compared to Home Depot. Maybe it's like 5% more expensive, but much nicer interior. Uh, the thing with Lowe's is that they don't rent stuff. So I need I needed okay. to buy a four foot by eight foot uh, uh, like wooden slats and then like rent a truck to drive them over somewhere. Uh, okay, okay, okay. But yes, I Fair do. Enough. I I do generally like Lowe's a little bit more. If if they were both equal distance, I would probably go to Lowe's more often. They got a better online system too. Actually, true. Home Depot. Uh, in terms of like regular retail, really stepping up their uh, their their digital presence, their website is super good at telling you exactly where in a store something is. It's incredible at that. I I think that Home Depot might be the best store for like looking up online an item and then being told exactly where in the store it is. It's super awesome, and their their self checkout is just generally far and away the best I've ever used to. God, I, 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 <laughs> I'm just imagining some poor soul. Ah, I want some more Dota podcast. Uh, Sunsan and Cinderin only do one a week. Uh, let me check out this other one, uh, this other popular one, Sidepole Podcast. Let me check that out. Let's see what they say about Dota. wonder if they're talking about their major at all. <laughs> 30 minutes later. You know, Home Depot's website is just amazing. <laughs> incredible <laughs> well we're not done yet we're not going to talk about dota for quite some time because uh joey you said you had a headache i am also having a bit of a headache and i don't usually get headaches and i am also been experiencing waves of um of being very very tired uh and it's a it's a good thing phil it's a, a good, good thing, thing because i believe these are all side effects of the uh the vaccine that i got today. wait so. what really Yep, I have been vaccinated with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Uh, not the not the cool one that does the gets in your fucking RNA and starts changing some shit out. Uh, I've got just the normal dead virus one uh, from Johnson and Johnson. Not as effective, but it does turn out that I am protected against mutant strains of uh, COVID. Whereas the RNA one doesn't actually protect you from that. So, yeah. 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 I can't wait for more of that research to be done because there's still like a bunch of question marks. I'm not a doctor. I'm jealous that you only got uh, one shot. I think if I had my preference, I kind of want to get the sci fi mRNA one just because. Oh, yeah. But uh, what if what if those people develop superpowers? And I'll be yeah. sitting here like a chump. Like I've got just a. I mean, I only had to want, take one shot. And this other guy's like, I've got laser for eyes. And I'm like, yeah, but I only had to take one shot. Dude, that's that's really cool. That means that you don't have to go back. That means that you probably could, like, you know, feel less anxious if you wanted to go to Target. That means, you know. Yes. Just in go time see your mom for the major. And not feel bad. <laughs> yes. 
Indeed. Uh, my mom actually got hers, so uh, I could actually, in theory, go see my mom. I, pro I probably won't uh, for quite some time, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a little bit of a, a load off my mind um, when it comes to, to traveling and stuff. Uh, honestly, the best effect was that my mom was super relieved, so uh, more so than, than myself, but yeah. Good stuff. Got the vaccine. Hurt. Ah, uh, man. There was like five, ten seconds. It, it actually hurt real bad. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> Someone fucking just hit me in the arm with a baseball bat. Like, what the fuck? Uh, but then it gradually went away. And then I started experiencing side effects about three, four hours later. Um and most of it was just being pretty tired and having a bit of a headache that came and went and came and went. Color me so. jealous. The The worst vaccine I ever got was uh, the second shot of Gardasil, which is the HPV one. Um, that's like, mm. that's like a pretty thick serum. And, and I like, I felt it go in my arm and I'm like, Oh, that doesn't feel good. And then my arm was like, not super happy for, for a day. Have you ever got an mm. injection in your butt? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we still talking about vaccines or uh yes yes i have uh in in the military um they give you the um shit i forgot what we called it but yeah they they give us a, a shot i think it's penicillin or something and it, uh goes in the ass and you are very sore for like three days I, I got like a like a strong antihistamine in in my butt once when I was having like a pretty bad allergic reaction and they're like it's a big needle you probably it's a lot of fluid you probably don't want to use your arm can you uh can you uh bend over and I'm like oh and and I said oh do you want my leg and the nurse is like no pull your pants down and I'm like oh uh yeah <laughs> I was making a joke <laughs> I'm so funny <laughs> do you want my leg get it <laughs> I I knew what you meant. And the funny part about that is that uh, also my mom was in the room. <laughs> That's always good. How old were you? Oh, God. 16. Yeah. That's the age where you're just like, my mom's not supposed to see my butt anymore. <laughs> it's no longer cute or funny. Um, <laughs> but, man, I, I'm a... In in California now, the the way that the vaccine rollout is is kind of uh is is kind of interesting. And I signed up to volunteer with distribution to get an mm. overflow vaccine. So I'm next week. I'm supposed to be contacted for uh like a shift to go work sometime this month, where in oh, okay. theory, um. Sometime by the end of March, maybe in April, I should be working a day at a vaccine site, and then at the end of the day, I get I get a shot. Oh, okay. That's, like that's a, a good deal for for community service. Yeah, that's dope. The um, I know like the the one I got today was uh, I didn't know I was getting it until today, and it's one of those like, hey, we've got uh, X number of vaccines, and they have to go out before tomorrow. So if you can get here. Uh, it's going to be a long line, but if you can get here, you can get one. So <laughs> you sprint out the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. So, cause especially since I'm going to be too, like, even though I'm not going to the major, I'm going to be going back to Sweden most likely. And, uh, that'll still 
It'll be nice, especially since Sweden doesn't wear any masks. Still triggered about that. Good Lord. I heard that about Canada, too. I, I was talking to people in Canada today, and they're like, dude, it's wild. I'm like in Toronto. I'm like, no one's wearing masks. It's so easy. And I would, I would prefer if our society continued this trend of wearing masks long after we get vaccines. I haven't gotten a cold this entire time. You know, like, it's, it's fantastic that, like, I always think about that where you see in Japan, like, people wearing masks because they've got the sniffles, they've got a cold or something. They're protecting the people around them from getting sick, too. Why don't we do that? What's I wrong think, with us? I think that some of us will. I fully anticipate, I, at the bare minimum, will continue masking if I know that I don't feel well. And also, it helps when, when we've we've developed this trend, and now you have a bunch of masks at home. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I have masks. It'll be more socially acceptable. People will understand, and I won't just be like a, like a like a weird person. Not that social pressure should matter, but it does. Um, I, I intend on I intend on masking if I know I don't feel well, and probably anytime I go into a place that's like any more crowded than a Ralph's or a market. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of my thought process. The only time I ever get annoyed wearing one, which I believe is just you know a common complaint, is I is is I, I I'm really not a fan of exercising outdoors with them. Like oh, like yeah. like running with one really is not is not great for me because when I run I already go <gasps> and I sound like a fucking like troll. There's a little bit of spittle coming out of your mouth. It's collecting in the mask. Dude, it's gross. It's beginning to drip everywhere. It's fucking gross. It becomes a soggy mess. I'm gross. I sh I should You're just it. filled with more shame than you were before. Dude, I'm gross. Well, now that we hit 30 minutes, we can probably actually mildly talk about Dota. The thing is, is we, we didn't even acknowledge. Um, this could have been a good opening bit. Uh, we didn't do a show last week and it was entirely my fault because I went to bed at nine o'clock and <laughs> it's not entirely your fault. I also didn't message you. You fell asleep. So even if I did message you, it wouldn't have done anything, but I also didn't message you. So we, we collectively decided without talking to each other beforehand to take a week off. And you know what? It was great because if we, if, if we put ourselves in the mental time machine, we're doing the show. It is, it's, it's Monday, March 8th. And we're like, hey, we got a Dota podcast. What are we going to talk about? And then we look at what's going on and we go, fuck, nothing. <laughs> and now we're here yeah. a week later and we're thinking to ourselves, hey, we got a, we got a Dota show. Well, we can get to it eventually. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there isn't too much that's happening right now. There's some snow, sweet snow tournament that's going on. They're doing the second one. Uh, and so some tier two teams are playing in that. Some tier two NA teams are playing in the BTS series. And then the Chinese DPC is wrapping up. Uh, and that's actually been super exciting uh, because the, uh, the super team that I was telling you about, Elephant, they actually went down to the wire, ended up in a tiebreaker for fourth. Fourth. And it turns out they're not even the fourth best team in China. They're the fifth best team in China. <laughs> Dude, I know that... They out got outclassed by IG, Aster, LGD, and VG Gaming. Which all means from memory. That... that was all from memory, just so you know. Dude, hell yeah. 
It's fucking Dota Professional over here. Yeah. Um, the the thing with the Chinese DPC wrapping up now and us knowing everyone who in some way, shape, or form is going to the major. And I know that if you've been paying attention or on Reddit or on Twitter, this is not a hot take at all. But uh, the wild card looks super exciting and fun. Yeah. yeah. And fucking deadly. I do not feel good for any team that is in the wild card, man. Again, I'm going to stick out what I said. And now I think it's even more apparent than what I said was totally true. The wild cards are going to be way more deadly, way more competitive. Between the top and bottom team, there is less of a difference between those teams than the top and the bottom of the group stage. I'm just going to put that out there and put my stamp on it. Dude, Wild Cards is going to be wild. It's a it's a really good way to start the tournament, I think, from a viewing perspective. It's a good way it's to like start. It's like a mini tournament. It's a good way to start International Dota again after a year, too. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, it's sure. going to be super exciting. And, you know, arguably for some of the wrong reasons. Like, it's going to be exciting because it's going to be a nail-biter. But... I genuinely think that any of those teams can make it out. Uh, yes, 100%. Um, I think arguably the weakest teams on that list are T1 and AS Monaco Gambit. Um, simply because uh, I personally rate Liquid's potential as being very, very high. I mean, they're one of the few teams that managed to beat Secret uh, this this entire last year. The very few teams managed to do that. Uh, Nigma, TI champions, enough said about them. Uh, PSG, LGD, scrape past uh, Elephant. I mean, this this, uh, this who's the the bottom two teams actually just fully depends on your view of Europe and China. If you think Europe and China are both the top tier regions, then you have to assume that the other teams are just bottom two, right? Yeah, but I mean, I think that, you know, I, I've seen T1's games and I wouldn't be surprised if they made a run. I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah. if, if, if they knocked these teams out. I, I think that T1 is arguably better than some of the teams who are, you know, uh, the, the, the second seeds from some of these regions. Um I think that I think that it's probably not uncommon for people to assume that Liquid or even Nigma to do poorly relative to the Chinese teams. I think I think uh, Nigma and both Liquid are are the highest coin flip probability teams in those groups. Uh, I, I I could very well see a, a a world where either of them run the table or lose all their games. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's tough when like you just look at that wild card and you say. Okay, um, there are teams who have one team speed secret, uh, another team is former TI champions, uh, another team has uh, two former TI champions and a third coaching them, uh, and then another one was the third best team in China. Uh, AS Monaco Gambit uh, recently picked up no one. So, like, just from those optics, that's kind of scary. And T1, what's what's the though the thing about them? Well, they've got twenty three Savage, who is held like that's a serious uh, threat. I think that that kid is really really good. Um, so they potentially upgraded T1 
from what they were before. What they were before got them third. Now they might even be even stronger, uh, and that's captained by by March or uh, coached rather by March, who is a multi TI attending and dominating champion. So, like he, champion, uh, those wrong word player. He did really good at TIs, is what I was trying to say. Uh, like. You know, that, that, like that's a scare. When you're probably like, you look at those those two last teams, you're like, that's the least accomplished teams. Those are that we expect the least out of those two. Like that's scary, man. That's scary, scary stuff. I, I'm I'm excited to watch all those games, man. I'm I'm excited for it to come back. I, I think that it it is kind of done the trick to really to really inject some some big Dota match into my veins and i think whoever gets out of that wild card i'm just going to be rooting for for that whole event oh yeah i'm going to quickly become like a like a PSG I mean, fan. liquid is in the wild card so <laughs> well that's, you're essentially I mean, saying i will be cheering for liquid or the team that beats liquid <laughs> i don't think that i come here with any true bias mm, 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 mm. no okay, bias okay. whatsoever um no, I think this this major is so sick for storylines, and this is something that um, I'm actually kind of I'm working on a project right now. Uh, hopefully, it does actually come together. Uh, I've been doing a, a good amount of work on it, um, but it's kind of dependent on this. I'm going to be joining a new project. Can't talk about it just yet. It's um, it's it's not really that big of a deal, but it has the side benefit of I should be doing generating more content. And the very first piece of content I wanted to do was create a hype reel for this major. Because I think storylines for this major are incredibly good. And I know there is no other commentator. There is no other host. Listen, I, I don't toot my horn, horn very often, okay? like uh, If I was I'll, a real piece I'll... of shit, I would hypercut right here all the times <laughs> if you're bragging. But I'm not just, no, I'm not going to because I'm too lazy. But, but go ahead. Just imagine I did that. Listen, I think I have a realistic view of myself. I know I'm not the number one analyst. I know I'm not the number one play-by-play caster. But no host, no analyst, no caster beats me on building storylines. And to God, I fully believe that. Nobody beats me on this. So I'm writing a, a, a storyline stingers uh, for this hype reel for the major. It's... Uh, I, I, you know, and it's creative writing, which, you know, I actually enjoy writing quite a bit. So Hell I've been yeah. having some fun with that. Would you like to hear my one on secret? Yes. Yes, I would. Give give me a little tease. I, I, I didn't want to ask if you can give me one, but if you're going to offer. The secret I'll, I'll one tease. I'm super proud of. It's either that or Virtus Pro one. Hold up. Let me decide one. Okay. Use some thinking music. All right, the secret one is is I'm real proud of because it's real sophisticated. All right, and, and there's fuck. All right, let me just. While few can boast the kind of success Puppy has had, nobody can claim the level of consistent domination Secret secured this year. With a tight grip, the tyrants of Europe held the strongest region under their boot, allowing their foes victories that were few and far between. Now. No longer contained to Europe, the ruthless juggernaut reaped a path of devastation all the way to Singapore's upper bracket, where Alexander wept, puppy waits, for finally there will be more worlds to conquer. Dude, like, 
I got a little chill. Oh, I got a little chill. That that final that fucking good for those who don't know. There is a famous line when when uh, Alexander. Well, I don't remember exactly the quote, but it's like when uh, Alexander reached like the end of his campaign, mm-hmm. right? He wept for he realized there were no more worlds to conquer, right? So I I build this like fucking war imagery into puppy. And then I contrast where where Alexander couldn't fight anymore. There was no more worlds to conquer. Puppy, he's coming out of Europe into the international tournament, and he's going to war. Mm. Oh man, I got I got, I got a little chill. I got a little chill halfway through. I'm like, well, that's good. That's good. Thank you. That's good. Thank you. There's something there. I like. Listen, I again. I don't feel super confident about the quality of work that I do very often, but I knew. I wrote this. I was like, "God damn, this is good. <laughs> this is some good shit right here." I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see where all these get used. Throw, throw some I echo mean, on that voice. Throw some. Throw, throw a little bit of re, throw a little bit of reverb on you. Put put some cool put some cool imagery behind you, and suddenly, bam. Yeah, the sad part is, is that like, well, I, I think what I, I would like to do this for tournament organizers in the future, uh, except for, you know, they can actually put in some real land action shots, whereas I won't be able to do with this project. But uh, the idea is that we're, it'll be um, on screen will be various Twitch clips of um whether it's the qualifiers uh, of teams winning and losing, or maybe some of their past, or various images related. to I mean, to at it, least but... for secret, you have a full year's worth of catalogs of victories too. Yeah, yeah, you know, like you you fade out my voice, you fade in commentators going wild about secret winning or some shit. You know, yeah, I think it could be cool. I because you know, like I I feel like why don't why don't more tournament organizers do stuff like this? Why don't they try and hype up their events more? I feel like um, it's it's missing in the scene. And I, I think, well, honestly, what I think is missing is somebody just to write and and do this for them, you know? If I had to guess... If I had to take, if I had to take a swing at an explanation, I would say that maybe they know everybody is like already through the door like they're admitted to the arena mm. they're they're there they're there for the dota they they kind of have like, yeah. a, like a hyper captive audience so i think it's really cool to like hype them up and set stakes especially for people who aren't as hardcore and and noticing everything game to game month to month tournament to tournament moment to moment which is which is where i find value in this especially you know like Hype me up about hype me up about someone who I haven't paid much attention to. Like hype me up about Fnatic or something, right? Like you know who who maybe I should be paying attention to but haven't. But uh, I, Did you I play, think pay attention to Virtus Pro. Yeah, pay attention to Virtus Pro. Who I've like I I I can give you Virtus Pro's thing right now if you want. What what is the, the rose you wrote it in? That's a that's a play on words about. <laughs> It's about about writing because of the the pros and Virtus Pro. It's a, it's a I think they call that a I think they call it a pun. <laughs> that, I that, that's the kind of puns we need in this, Joey. <clears throat> Sorry, I won't take your spotlight. It's yours, not mine. Uh, do you want to hear? Yeah, yeah, please. 
Okay. For CIS, ancient history holds a certain kindness the present does not afford. I mentioned um, clips of TI-1 Navi in the background, right? Okay, okay. I was for, I was thinking like Stalin at first, but now you're, you're right. Like... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, 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 not quite that far. Uh, <laughs> but it is in a very old scene, the newest generation of stars shine the brightest. With an undefeated record that rivals their European counterparts, Virtus Pro has taken the first step on the road to ascension. They come now to Singapore with a tenacity and ingenuity that no other team can match. Their arrival is hailed with a singular proclamation. The old gods of CIS are dead. Hail to the new pantheon. Right? Because it's in a team of entirely new players. Oh. I, I, I feel like you you were like uh, playing Hades while writing some of these. Like 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 I I feel I feel a lot of like uh like connection to to, to lore, that that's cool. Are 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 a lot of them like similar themed, or, or or do those two just kind of draw a little bit more on on history than others? You're thinking. Uh, I think that I mean that that is I think uh my personal uh writing style is that I'm going to play to epic. Uh, either fantasy or historical. Like, uh, I've got one that I'll write, not for this, but I I'm holding this <clears throat> in case uh, Valve would like to uh, do this for TI. Uh, I've got another one where uh, comparing Secret and Puppy to uh, Ozymandias, right? Dude, that's my Look favorite upon Breaking my Bad works. episode. Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair, right? The, for those of you who don't know, there's this poem about this great ancient king. Look upon my works, ye mighty in despair. And all that there is is a statue in a desert. There's nothing around. And so it's comparing secret and all of the fucking amazing things they do when it's not T.I., you know? And then whether or not they can actually get that immortality or... Just like in many years past, if all their hard work and all the things that they do just turn to dust because at the end of the day, TI is the only thing that matters. Oh, so good. Val, hire me for this. Oh, we'll make a fucking hype reel. I'll put Riot to shame. They're already going to hire you, but they need to hire you for more work. Yeah, give, give me more work. Give me more money. <laughs> money, money, please. Um... No, that 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 would actually be cool. The they they should do more stuff. I'm I'm hyper interested to see because in theory, in theory, we're like five months away from Ti. Mm -hmm. Where's the mm -hmm. planning going on, on that? They should they should be hiring people. They should be like, oh, we should start making hype reels now. Well, the, see, that's the thing is that they they hire slacks and the hire Casey and they got their their valve video team to put together all this cool content which they probably making for two years and they make a lot of great content but the hype reels you know it's i mean to be honest like valve does do a really good job with that but i feel like we don't really have a hype rule that leads into the first day of ti i feel like they usually do that they save that for the main event I, yeah i'm actually certain about that because they, they, it always feels like they they create, because I've narrated some of that, very small amount of it. 
and it's always like the night before that they put it together i feel like group stage and stuff like valve doesn't really care that that much about they just want to they, they want the stage to be set for the playoffs and then like all right now the main event begins we're getting everybody into the stadium you know makes sense like bottom two teams eliminated like who cares about the 17th and 18th best team dude i i i'm just having a moment realizing that like august is not that far away yeah yep 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 i'm interested in what's going to happen uh still i know that there's rumblings of some uh tournament organizers not just in dota but in other places who are like tentatively planning stuff but expecting to still cancel stuff because they don't really they think that most of 2021 is still a wash even though things are getting better so i'm i'm really Mm -hmm. i'm really interested in what to see If, if i had to put my chips on any sort of table i would i would wager a guess at like a like a audienceless TI in August. Yeah. It sounds about right to me. Sad, but it is what it is. We should try and do a TI though. I think it would be really I, interesting. I, I, I wonder what an audienceless TI would look like. And then like, because generally also when, when TI happens, there's uh there's, there's like that whole, for anyone who's ever been generally there's the whole like VIP section, which is just like, actually a fuck ton of people who are like related to either talent who are working because a lot of people have to work ti and not related to talent most of the time i'll just step in right there real quick let let me just say we don't get very many tickets at all i had a hard time getting ellie anywhere Uh, let me let me let me rephrase. But players, yes, not related of, to talent, family. not related 100%. to talent, but like mm-hmm. there th- there is like all there's a lot of talent, and then yes. there's a lot of uh teams, and teams generally have people not just for the players, and I think generally at TI like players get extra tickets to give to like family or like friends, and then also yes. there's like support staff, like each org generally has like what. 10 to 20 slots that they're allowed to bring of people. Yeah, they, they team teams and players and stuff get a, get a lot. That's, that's, it's, that's why I stepped in there because it's come it's been a problem in the past. It's like talent was just like, like I can't bring my girlfriend, to to, but why why can't I have a- to go to Quincy Crew to ask for their tickets so I can get I can get my my partner to like be with me? Like what? Like why do I have to go to teams to beg them for a ticket? Um, uh, I, I wonder if they also reel that in. Like, I, I wonder oh, if it's very likely. Yeah. I wonder if it's like the world's most exclusive TI, where it's just like players, a very small support staff, and a couple talent. Yeah. No, I know. Um, getting um bringing a sub, for example, to the major. I was talking to somebody today about that. Getting a, a sub to the major is like incredibly uh arduous process i know that valve has limited the number to seven i think only seven people are allowed for a team so the five plus the manager plus a coach that's all you get so if you have an extra analyst you have a secondary coach you don't get to bring that person uh yeah it's it's a lot of things because for reference like at least from a team liquid point of view blitz jabs chloe plus five players that's one yep. more. Someone's going to leave. It's not going to be Blitz. Yep. So one of so one of the other two core components of their eight-person team can't go to the major. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, yeah. Which makes sense so. from like a from a worldview corona everything situation bubble situation, but you know that that's just one example of, of where things can kind of go a little sideways, and we'll see what happens with uh with TI. I guess it's really early to be theory crafting about that, but I just realized like man, that's probably like five months away. Um. You know, uh, you were talking about secret. I, sorry, I, I just random thought. What if they they're gonna consider, uh, if if they are all going to reconsider uh, it being in Sweden, or if they're going to, because there are certain uh, certain areas that are going to be ahead when it comes to vaccines than others, right? I wonder if that could possibly change. Like if they maybe hold that areas. Sweden TI until they can really do a proper TI, and maybe like this year's like a. Yeah, I mean, like, I know Israel's, like, really far up there in percentage of vaccines already. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's slated for America to be, you know, like, mostly vaccinated by, what, May, June? What what actually, it, it might not be helpful to think about, like, percentage of population that's vaccinated, but instead think about, like, which countries have, like, the least restricted borders to get other people in. Yeah, that too. That too. Because so, so, getting into the EU... <laughs> As we've seen from BSA and Fog getting denied, getting into the EU is very difficult right now. Yeah. And I don't know, like, does that mean that we have, like, TI Mexico? Because that's actually, mm. like, the area that has, like, some of the least restrictions on, on international travel right now? Like, mm-hmm. And are they going to do anything to try and ensure that? Because I know F1 was apparently getting all of their uh, drivers vaccinated. Uh, before a race i i don't know if this is actually true someone just said it in my twitch chat yesterday uh, <laughs> so uh but i i imagine sports are uh doing certain things to ensure that their players are getting vaccinated um so, so they have safe events uh, i wonder if valve is going to do anything in that regard that's obviously difficult because it's international and stuff but uh you know also something worth con- worth considering you know only time will truly tell and until then it's just going to be us going well i wonder what they're going to do yeah um yeah. you you were talking about secret a minute earlier and i think something to potentially uh round out on is something that uh i've been i've been thinking about a bit recently i know that, that i've seen some people on twitter talking about this too um have you seen uh how, how much do you follow teams and their personas on twitter oh my god team secrets twitter is very rapidly getting obnoxious <laughs> let me just say men or meepo needs to tone that shit down <laughs> i'm gonna start fucking muting team twitters i i follow like everyone that's involved in dota and until I have a reason not to, uh, in which case I'll, I'll mute you or block you or, or unfollow you or something. I generally Secret Twitter here. It's getting that point. I generally don't follow team Twitters because mm-hmm. their updates that would be relevant to me generally just aren't like, I, I, I don't need to know match score lines. I'm probably fine. Those in any ways. Like, I don't really care about what most teams are doing unless I'm hyper invested in them. Liquid, mm-hmm. um, but more and more, I'm, I'm seeing like all these tweets and all these interactions off stuff that uh, 
and, and I see and I see this in other games too, even. But it, it's like becoming less. It it feels like to me it's becoming less fun and rapidly more mean. Yeah. I mean, when you're secret too, especially it's uh, at some point in time you're you're punching down real hard. <laughs> That's the thing, like. That's something that uh, the the notion of of, of punching down or, or punching up is something that I've always uh, tried to be really mindful of, and it feels like it's something that that secret is is flagrantly breaking. Like, why why are you going to the internet to really shit on teams and punch down to people who really are not even close to your caliber level? Which at this point does mean OG. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's even weirder when it's like, uh, okay, like a player punches down. It's even weirder when like the social media guy is punching down. Like, all right, well, you you just happen to represent like the most dominant team in Dota. <laughs> like, uh, but uh, honestly, I I was like uh, the reason I'm annoyed with the Twitter is, listen, you can you can pull the whole responding to a really old tweet. To update it on people's timelines to make it seem like it's a new thing. The 2018 battle passes out and you respond with Pog or whatever. And it tricks a bunch of people into thinking the battle passes out. You, you could do that once, all right? You did it again for, for like, for Anna coming back. I'm like, it's just obnoxious. It's, it's not funny. It was like kind of funny the first time. Kind of. It's not funny like the second or third time. It's just obnoxious. Stop doing that. <laughs> Follow You're my supposed Twitter to make rules. your team likable. That's the thing. Maybe, and it, when, when I think about this, I, I also like try and take a step back and go, well, okay, I'm probably not the demographic they're going for. But then, like, am I so far removed from, from whatever that, de- like, is that just a small group of people who are interested in like this quote hardcore banter, or is it like a is it a small group of people, or or do a lot of no. people like it? And I'm an outsider for like thinking that it's kind of obnoxious. No, 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 no. We what what you and I are because we're we're older and we're also tied into the ecosystem, so we're we're very aware of all the tweets that happen. We you and I are the canaries in the mines. Okay. You and I get annoyed because we've seen all of their tweets, most likely. We're more tied in to, to know everything that they're doing. And we're also older, so yeah, it's probably going to bug us a little bit. We're more. cranky now. We're, we're the, My hair's yeah, falling we're, out. We're old cranky men, exactly. Like, we're the first to, to, to get annoyed. We're the, first, we're the canaries to die, to let you know oxygen is indeed running thin. Uh, <laughs> you know, and... Uh, uh, I, I think you and I getting annoyed is a sign that you keep pushing this and general, the general community is going to start getting annoyed as well. So, so really scale it back. You, you got it. You got You got some real killers. You're, you're a good fucking social media man. Just scale it back a little bit. Just chill dog. I also think every company in this stretches beyond like esports teams just companies in general the notion that like every social media manager for every company needs to have like a banger tweet or two yeah, needs every to have week. the snarky tweets at the competitors and stuff like that everybody's trying to be fucking wendy's yeah everyone Stop. wants to be, everybody wants to be wendy's right 
I guess. I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm 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 not feeling it. I'm I'm progressively getting more annoyed at the situation. Mm-hmm. But yes, uh, what this originally started was a reference to the OG versus Secret, where they just kept tweeting back and forth at each other, and it got weird. It just got weird. It felt personal between like two two teams that are operated by 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 social media managers, like. <laughs> And it just felt like weird and awkward and personal. It was like, what's going on? What I, I don't think like about too is like, you know, I don't imagine that that teams like that. Like, I I can speak to like Liquid social media structure. There's there's like a team of people who run social media accounts and are like very uh, professional and metered, right? Mm-hmm. I think like Secret and OG is like have a person. Like, who are they running back up the chain to talk to and like? Hey, we're gonna get in a little Twitter spat. Like, is this okay? Like, is it just one person who thinks this is this is fine with like a minimal oversight because it's just the way that like they work? Like, and they also get the direct feedback of um, this got a lot of social media interaction. It got a lot of responses and likes and retweets and look look at all the the metrics we have. That's a lot of numbers, but. Uh... I feel crankier and crankier when that seems like a less good excuse to me because I feel like a, a, a younger me is like, oh yeah, I'm like like the whole the whole point of the game is to just get more likes and, and upvotes, right? But now it just feels like, oh, fuck, that's so gross that that we're at this point in society, like yeah. You know, it's also another point in society that we have that's also kind of gross is that we're still teaching players about racism. You know, I saw what I think you're talking about, and I looked at it, and I'm like, well, this seems stupid. And not because it should be disregarded, but just like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the player came out, said, uh, did an apology. You know, who who, who who knows if he actually... uh, Panda Boo for... no ping I don't remember one of the South American teams that I can't place right away um but yeah had a had a real little um little n-word slip and uh apologized for it and yeah I I you know as soon as, as somebody apologizes for it I'm just yeah it was no ping um uh, whatever I'm I'm over it at this point. Uh, the, th- the thing is, is that like, I I, I don't know if we can make this a, a big thing. Like, uh, so Gods, I actually want to talk about this. I wanted to get your input on this. Gods tweeted out, hey, we see you and we want to let you know, like, we do see this and we don't want you involved in our tournaments. And I thought, it, it, like, something about that gave me a little bit of pause because... Hundred percent stand up against racism and all of that, but like, I'm sorry, but like, there have been a lot of players who've done a lot of racist shit, and only one of them has been banned from an event, and that was Cuckoo. When Valve stepped in, uh, 
for various reasons, I'm sure. It's it's kind of what you're getting at that like we've we've shifted what isn't isn't acceptable and suddenly we've drawn a line. We're like, okay, now you can't be racist. But everything else in the past, you know, like we're still gonna let fucking Mason come to an event or like you know we're gonna say that he's like a good Twitch streamer or something or we're gonna have. I mean, I'm sure I can fucking make a laundry list of players' names who have chat logs. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's some of what I'm getting into, but like, I mean, I mean, just specifically as a, I I just think it's a weird place for tournament organizers to specifically be the ones to dole out the punishment, because I highly doubt that secret or, uh, BTS is going to decline any number of, of, you know, various other teams and players that I'm not going to get into that have had, uh, racist issues in the past. And doubt they're they're going to start declining them, uh, but also the the fact that um... ah shit, where was my train of thought leading me? It derailed. Yeah, yeah, get back to talking about Joey. <laughs> I I I I don't think that I mean if if tournament organizers aren't the people who are. Oh yeah, it's supposed to be the responsibility of team owners, right? It's supposed to be the responsibility of team owners. Problem in Dota is that there's very often either player-owned organizations or no sponsor. They're just a made-up team, right? Who maybe have a manager, but the manager is more of an employee to the players. So there's no one really to hold players like super accountable. So then it does fall into the tournament organizers in a way they have to be the ones to step in. Uh, because you just don't know if Valve's going to step in. You know, Valve likes to... They're, they're, you know what Valve is? Valve is... Um, shit, what is that? It's like uh, what all the the enlightened... Uh, the enlightenment thinkers thought about God. Uh, it's, it's the model where, like, uh, the clockmaker model. I think it was what it was called. But basically, he makes the watch, and then it just runs automa- automated, and he doesn't step in from there. Valve is kind of like that, I feel like. You know, they set up the system, and, and, uh, and they, they just let it run. And then, you know, if something goes wrong, they'll fix it, you know, if they really have to. But otherwise, I think they just want to remain hands-off. Valve is like that. You got to really <laughs> fuck up. Maker. You got to really fuck up to get Yeah, you got to really fuck up. There's got to be a lot of community uh, uh, outrage for them to, to step in. The time's got to be way off on that watch, you know? <laughs> like, ah, shit, we got we to gotta adjust this. That, that's the thing. Like, And then they'll be more annoyed that they have to do something about it. So. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going to ban you super hard. Anyway, I was just wondering what you thought about that. Because I, when I saw that, it gave me pause. And I was just like, I'm totally down for like standing up against racism and stuff. But I was just like, there's something about this that wasn't right, and I had to think about it. Think I it I, I think bit. that that you're kind of spot on, and that uh, there aren't really teams in Dota who would take this stuff seriously. Like there there are teams in Dota who would take this seriously. Like if if any of that should happen to one of the Evil Geniuses players, they're fucking out of there. Uh, li- oh yeah, Liquid probably uh, some of the uh, Chinese teams that are real. Um, I mean, all, all the various tier one teams are much better at, um, have been much better about cleaning up their public image, for sure. Yeah, but you um, can't even count, like, because some of the teams that are the Dota tier one teams like that aren't really, like, multinational esports teams. Like, I wouldn't put Secret in that same regard. 
I wouldn't put Nigma in that same regard. I wouldn't put OG in that same regard. Um, mm. Like th- those are all teams that are essentially player owned organizations and are responsible to like not a lot of people. Like, you know, if, if Matumba man went on some kind of, you know, racist tirade, are they going to be like, well, we could do the right thing or we can just, you know, keep playing Dota. Yeah, who are they really? Who are they really accountable for? So then it does. They'll, they'll potentially... do. They'll do what the other players have had to do in the past, where they issue a public apology and get penalized a certain amount of money. But they're not getting suspended out of a game or anything like that. You know, they're not going to endanger their their future winnings. Exactly. Their future placement at TI. Well, did way. you see? And I believe this actually broke today potentially. Did you see the news that uh, Alienware is pulling their entire sponsorship from the LCS? Over what? Uh, the Riot CEO's uh, sexual harassment of female employees. Ooh, damn. A sponsor finally came in and, and was like, all right, this is too much. This is too hot for me. Yeah. I mean, basically, Riot was fine with all their sponsors through everything that happened through like the last 18 months, two years. You know, when there was a lot of people uh, coming out and telling stories about Riot and, and protesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Blizzard, I think, was fine making it through most of their, you know, stuff with Overwatch. But this mm-hmm. is... Also, Alienware is like a title sponsor of the LCS. You know? Oh, really? Like th- th- I, haven't, I haven't watched the LCS for a long time, so I didn't know that. I have to, for better or for worse. <laughs> um I guess I don't have to. I choose to. I still have a lot of complaints about League of Legends. It's wild how that game is so boring and then one thing happens and it decides the whole game. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not what. That's not what the point is. The point is is that, you know, I thought it was super interesting that, that it was the sponsors who were like, nope, we can't be involved with this, even though they're still related to teams who play in the LCS. Their monitors might still be on broadcast because, like, or they'll have to go buy new monitors in, like, the span of quickly. Or, like, you know, you can't fully get out of the LCS broadcast when Team Liquid has big Alienware logos on their shirts and they're playing in the mm-hmm. LCS, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's very much a statement against management and riot and i think that it is far and away the biggest uh sponsor to to do that to date to, to someone who is who's, a, who's essentially like like a game dev you know mm. yeah that is that is really wild yeah i hadn't heard about that that's crazy what made them decide now out of, out of curiosity because i feel like this whole like mark merrill riot games sexual harassment and and toxic workplace thing has been going on for years now well i think that the toxic workplace and the sexual harassment of of particular female employees uh at riot has been going on but it was only semi-recently that the ceo was like quite implicated i think before that it was like other people who were like board members or like you know high level managers um Mm. but like this is this is the first time we're like the head of the company is the person who who is in the crosshairs, um, mm-hmm. and and very much perceived to have done this thing at, at least in the public eye. So, uh, I'll be like, I'll be interested to see like, what does Buffalo Wild Wings do? What does Rocket Mortgage do? What is what what, what are these other sponsors going to do now after Alienware's jumping off this boat? Um, yeah, I mean that that sort of thing starts. Um, that's a domino effect, right? Yeah, because then the other sponsors have more pressure on them to also do that thing because yeah. if it's like well if dell got out 
why am I here as Buffalo Wild Wings? Like, I, I am I going to be the people who supports this now because other people already left, right? Like, mm. you don't want to be in that position. Yeah. Because um, at that point, you're you're <laughs> if you're just Buffalo Wild Wings. That's the only sponsor. You're like, ah, that's the sponsor that's okay with sexual harassment. <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings. That might be their brand. <laughs> who actually knows? Uh, the thing, uh, I, I guess, to find to answer your question though, because I think I danced around it a, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I totally agree with, with with the notion of of gods just like acknowledging people or like saying that we don't stand up for something. I think that that you know, yes, that is a good sentiment, and I agree surely in the direction that's going. But what I'd much rather see is some type of like standardized like, hey, like. This is BTS's new rule set for player conduct outside mm. of tournaments. And yeah. if anyone from this point forward is is caught, you know, shown evidence, what 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 whatever to like, you know, you know, being racist in pubs, like, you know, uh, beating uh not nice to other people. I was gonna say beating up your girlfriend, which isn't <laughs> um Jesus. You know, like like any anything that that we're trying to shine a light on, and like really, you know, put those rules in, make a stand, make it clear to people, so that moving forward, it's not a surprise if you do pull the plug on a player or a team. Uh, yeah, like that's probably what I would prefer to see is 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 like a like a set of rules or a set of expectations, and not just acknowledgement, because at some point, acknowledgement just feels like you know, thoughts and prayers. Um, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, more specifically for this, it 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 felt like a little bit like me, uh, to me anyway. It was like, ah, uh, like, okay, this has happened twice now. Gotta say something. Like, we should. This is annoying. We should say something. Like, we should, we should let people know that we're not good with this. But it it feels like to me, it's like, uh, I guess this is gonna be a little sensitive, but I feel like the the hate that is in the sentiment coming out of some south american kid who may or may not know any better versus some kid you know similar age in europe who says all all russians you know hitler should have killed all the russians or whatever the fuck Mm -hmm. i think it was mind control or something like that like i feel like the equal amount of hate is coming out of those statements you know i feel like uh there there is an equal amount of hatred being spewed by some players and like pubs and, and some of the, the language that they use. But as long as you do it creatively and don't use like the specific bad words, you can get away with being a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I I, I don't totally disagree with God's like, I do think it's uh, good to stand up at some point in time. It's just, I, I thought it was an interesting topic of discussion that I didn't know quite where I landed on. So, Because it's complicated. And I'm sure yeah. that, you know, we can theory craft scenarios that we agree with and disagree with on both sides. And like edge, it, it, it's, it's, it's a topic with so many edge cases that it's hard to make a blanket about. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a I very mean, uh, blanket. what was it? Skem? Skem got, um, I think... He got banned from Dream League. That was actually a second time, um, and that was because he said the uh, the CI CHI uh, a word a Chinese uh, slur, and that uh, 
I think that was the only other player that got banned from something. And as far as I remember, his his um, apology involved him not realizing how how hateful. Um, like a lot of times, you just probably don't know the history behind a word, you know, and and how it can be used. So he didn't realize that what he was saying was so uh, so hurtful. And like I could buy that, you know. I'd much rather attribute uh, some of these things to ignorance, uh, ignorance than malice, you know. So it's a complicated issue. It is. That's a slippery slope because I definitely agree that there's there's a lot of people, especially in, in communities where it is much more the norm to do stuff. And that's like an argument that you'll see oftentimes too. Like, oh, well, you know, it's commonplace to say this word in, in such and such a place. But um, at some point you have to realize that we're a global community. And that doesn't mean that you should just be stuck to American standards, but like we're, 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 we have changing global standards that we kind of all agree is okay. And not every region or country or, or city or municipality is on that same thing. So, you know, I, I understand someone who is ignorant, truly yeah. ignorant. Hey. So you know what the, this leads me to is I, I think we're in an awkward growing phase of the effect of the internet and its effect on international like culture. And like we're, we're in this awkward growing phase where I feel like one or two generations after us, like those things will have been more um, universalized. People will just naturally know like what language is, is not okay. Uh, but right now we're in this awkward period of time where, you know, like people like very often the standard that is set is set by American and European uh, culture. We control the media. Because we're the primary English speaking language and English is more often than not the international binding language. So it's like you have to follow this standard, even though you did grow up in those cultures. So you may not know, but the internet it makes us global so you'll get to know you'll learn and in the future you'll learn a lot sooner but like right now we're just in this awkward phase where there's a lot of people you know who just uh who don't realize this so it's uh i think it's i, I think it's just an interesting interesting development but I, I i think there's a reason why we see this happen over and over and over again i think that uh something that i actually spent a decent amount of time thinking about um, <clears throat> sometimes in relation to older family members or well, mostly older family members is, is the notion that like a lot of this stuff has never been okay. Like it's never really been okay to marginalize people. Right. But like mm -hmm. a lot of people did it out of ignorance because they never got to hear from the people who are being marginalized. And now mm -hmm the internet lets us hear from those people who we're saying shitty things about as equals to ourselves without a name or a face or a body. Um, mm -hmm. So like what my, what my grandparents would have never known because they literally never talked to anyone in their lives who wasn't really white. Like that's no longer the case. Like I get to hear people's stories and I get to understand different culture. Um, just just by virtue of the internet which i think is really cool and i also think that it's something that people don't always grasp all the time like like these these inequalities have always been there it's just now we're able to shine a light on them and like learn about them and like i can know that i'm shitty 
and I can look back at stuff that I did when I was a kid and be like, well, that was mean. Or, you know, that was probably like racist seven-year-old Joey. Why are you doing that? Um, and, and it's cool to see that evolution. Uh, and I don't know where I was ending this on, actually. I completely mean yeah, it I away mean, from my point. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a, a good conclusion. I think, uh, you know, we're all learning. I've uh, I've said some homophobic or racist things in in my past. I've had some vocabulary that wasn't you know nowadays considered very PC. I've learned to you know cut that out of you know I'm you know what I'm currently trying to take out is the word retarded. Working real hard on cutting that out of my vocabulary. You know it's uh, but I, I've said it. I've said it recently, but I'm trying to cut it out. That know? one was and, easier and for me to do- drop than bitch. Oh really? It, it was if I yeah, I I I'm I I never say the first one, and I probably get one bitch every three months at this point when I think it's funny, and then I have to stop myself and be like, ah, it's probably not funny, Joey. I I mean you know I just play so much Dota that I really want to call people the harshest word of stupid I can think of, you know, so. Uh, but yeah, you know, my 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 point was just you know we're we're all learning on these things. Life is growing, learning experience, and you're gonna make some mistakes, and hopefully people will just recognize that, learn from that. I personally don't hope that this panda boo guy. I know nothing about him. I'm not even sure if I've run him into run into him in pubs. I hope that you know it seems like he gave a sincere apology. I hope what he said was based out of ignorance. I hope he's not gonna be banned from the for the things he says. I hope he learned his lesson. You know, as but, soon as he does uh, a second time, get him the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, get a. Then, then, then you can start suspending people from tournaments and shit. Um, you know, I want to see that happen. But yeah, but fun times. Next, uh, next week we should be talking about some more lighthearted stuff, as the major will be just right around the corner. But there isn't a whole lot of. Sc- stuff that's going to be going on until then i don't know what like i i, I, I know that we missed a week and i know that we just like talking to each other but like uh-huh. i don't know what i'm gonna write the podcast description about or make the youtube thumbnail we bounced everywhere conceivable yeah we went crazy here <laughs> yeah we got lost yeah. down a fucking path dude we did COVID, and we did Dota, and we did racism. Ah, uh, yes. The classic CDR. <laughs> yeah, everyone. I'm, that's what you should know the Sidebowl podcast is about. Oh, Home Depot. Home Depot. Make sure to throw Home Depot somewhere in there as well. All right. Very important. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make sure to, to put Home Depot. It's about Home Depot and racism. <laughs> That's it. I'll call the show Home Depot and Racism. <laughs>